Today's episode is brought to you by one of my favorite brands, Lust Minerals. In the last year, I've been switching over to natural products, but I've been using Lust for years. There is a few reasons why this brand is my holy grail for skincare and makeup. It's lightweight, not cakey, and full of superfoods. And you don't have to be a makeup artist to make it look good. So if you're a busy mum that's on the go, you need to check out Lust Minerals. Thanks again to Lust, and now let's get into today's episode. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to Stepping Up, the podcast where we explore all things organisation, mental health, routines, personal development, motherhood and health. I'm your host, Steph Pace, and I'm the woman behind Just Another Mummy blog and also the founder of Steph Pace Planners. But I can assure you this is not just another podcast. Online, I'm known for my organisation tips and tricks and the occasional banter, but it definitely wasn't always this way. I used to be a hot mess and occasionally still am, and I'm here as your honest and real friend each week to show you how I turn my life of chaos into clarity. Between the house, health, kids, work, and wanting to be the best version of yourself, it can be overwhelming. And I'm here to give you the tools and tips to stop you feeling like a slave to your daily tasks, home, life, and especially the expectations you have on yourself. Join me as I share my journey and insights into the art of balancing it all and speak to guests who can help us all live a better life. Whether you're looking to streamline your daily routines, boost your well-being, achieve your fitness goals, dive into personal development, or find inspiration to step up into the best version of yourself, we've got you. So are you ready to step up your game? Let's go. Welcome back. And if you're listening to all three episodes, I want to say thank you. Um, I really thought long and hard about what the first three episodes were going to be for my podcasts. And I wanted to be able to give you that variety, but also have the most powerful takeaways for you as well. Now, in today's episode, we are talking all things morning routines. Now, and I know we see this a lot, especially on TikTok, you see that really aesthetic morning routine. And I feel like a lot of us can kind of get caught up in that. And at the end of the day, there is so much science behind why morning routines are so important. And I don't want, you know, the aesthetic versions of other people's morning routines who say get up at 3am and they run for 10ks and all that stuff. I don't want you to get lost in that to stop you from creating your own perfect morning routine and why this is so important. Now, one thing I'm really excited to talk to you guys about in today's episode is a really cool series that I'm starting called Happy Girl Summer. Now, we all know Hot Girl Summer and it never really resonated with me. Look, I'm all for the hot girls good on them. But for me, I want to be happy. I just want to be happy. And I'm going to be doing a bunch of different episodes to help empower you and give you the information so you can have your happy girl summer. So this is the first episode, part of my happy girl summer series. And as I'm recording this, you guys know I've just moved house. It's been lots of fun and games. And the first thing that has really slipped for me is my morning routine. And I do notice the biggest difference in terms of my mental health, and just how I'm approaching the day and reflecting back whenever I've felt really overwhelmed and just chaotic, those are the times I'm not sticking to my morning routine. Now, there is so many nuggets of gold in this episode. This is not your everyday morning routine podcast. I've got the facts and the science behind why this is so important and the actual tips that are going to help you have your best morning to start the day. Now, before we get into it, last episode, I told you what my stepping stone was. So if you missed it, my weekly stepping stone is a recommendation or a tip or a hack or something that I'm focusing on for the week to help me step up into the best version of myself. 
Now, this week's one is very much about morning routines. As you guys know, because we've been moving, my body's needed to sleep in longer and that's fine. I listen to my body. So if I really do need to sleep in, I will. So my wake up times have gone back. So I like to get up at 5am. This just works for me. I like to go to the gym and get everything together before the kids come up and run my day. But this is a hack that will help you get up earlier without going cold turkey. So usually when you want to get up earlier, we know you just set your alarm. So you set it for 5am and you're like, okay, I'll just deal with it. But let's be honest, guys, that is quite a drastic change if you're used to waking up at six or even seven. So your body's going to be like, what is she doing? (laughs) And it's not fun. And you get tired earlier. So it doesn't really give your body time to adjust your new sleep cycle. So what I do is I simply set my alarm for 15 minutes earlier. So say I've been waking up at six, but I want to start getting up at five. For that week, I will set my alarm for 5.45. So just 15 minutes earlier. So this means when my alarm does go off in the morning, I just say to myself, it's just 15 minutes. Come on, Steph. It's only 15 minutes. You can get up. And then the week after that, I set it for 5.30. And then the week after that, it's 5.15. And then the week after that, it's 5. So within a month, I'm getting up an hour earlier, but I've done it so gradually that my body's adjusted and it doesn't feel hard. So that's how I've always done it for years. The 15-minute hack is honestly the best. So please let me know if you give this a try. Screenshot your morning routines, tag myself, which is just another mummy blog, and stepping up on Instagram, and it would honestly make my day. really excited for this episode. Um, Let's be honest, I'm excited for all the episodes. But today we're talking about morning routines. And I feel like this word does get thrown around a lot. We see it all on TikTok. Everyone's showing their beautiful morning routines, very aesthetic. And I think sometimes it's easy to forget why it's so important to have a good morning routine. And no, it's not for the Instagram worthy look of it. There's so many benefits. And I am the first one to tell you that growing up, in my childhood home, we had these blinds and they were block out blinds. And that messed up my sleep cycle so bad. You know, when you're a teenager, you're already sleeping in as it is, because apparently, I've got so many studies for you, but apparently teenagers, because of what's going on with their hormones, they need a lot more sleep than adults. That's why they sleep in a lot. So that's fair. But because of these blackout blinds, the ones that had this big handle, so I'd have to like pull it all the way down I would wake up at like 11 a.m. on a weekend and to get to school in the mornings, like when I had my peas and I could drive to high school, I was always so late. It was horrendous. So I'm the first to raise my hand and say, I did not think I was a morning person for most of my life. And then when you have kids, you don't really have a choice. You've got to get up early. And when we all have jobs, there's times we've got to get up when we don't want to get up. So not only am I going to be talking about the benefits of a good morning routine, I'm also going to be telling you how to build your own morning routine that works for you and also taking you through my own. And honestly, mine has changed so much throughout the years. Obviously, I'm no longer sleeping until 11 (laughs) a.m. But yes, it changes with the seasons. And as humans, we all go through seasons and what we need at different times is always going to change. For example, when my kids were newborn, my morning routine was very different to what it is now, now that they're five and seven years old. And the same is going to be for you as well, depending on your job, your lifestyle and your goals. Now, your morning routine shouldn't feel like another thing that you have to do, another thing to check off your to-do list, even though we all know I love a good to-do list. This is about having time for you every single morning before the day starts. It's probably my favorite part of the day. There's no kids yelling, nothing I have to run around and do. It's just time for me to set myself up for the day. And the difference this makes 
is insane. The days I don't do my morning routine compared to the days that I do, I am pretty much a different person, completely different person. My patience is so much better when I have my routine. I'm so much more intentional with my time and I just feel happier overall as well. You want something that makes you excited to get up in the morning. And I know that sounds super lame and you're like, Steph, come on, as if. But honestly, having that time and space for yourself every single morning is such a treat because I feel with the hustle of everyday life, we just get stuck on this roller coaster that we just cannot get off of. So you'd be surprised to know your morning routine will start the night before. Now, this is because this is the most important time to set yourself up to have your morning routine. And what I mean by that is doing things like laying out your gym clothes, prepping food and snacks for the next day, and winding down properly so you have a really good sleep, so you can wake up early if that's what you want to do, and have your rituals and routines. So for me, for example, I'm going to give you a little rundown of my bedtime routine. So from 6 p.m., I try to make sure all the overhead lights are off because the overhead lights make our brain think it's the middle of the day and I'm really sensitive to things like light and caffeine. I'm a sensitive little soul. So I have to turn off the overhead lights and I put on the lamps and you try to get those light bulbs that are the warm tones because basically anything bright, like those LED lights and a lot of the overhead lights have blue light in them. And that's what makes our brain think it's the middle of the day, which is not helpful, especially when you're trying to get your kids to bed. So 6pm, overhead lights go out, lamps go on, it makes it feel really cozy. I also love to light some candles and do my non-negotiables routine for the PM, which is quick tidy. You're going to hear about this one in depth in another episode, and it is a must do to keep on top of my organization. Then once I've managed to convince the children to go to sleep, I make sure I'm off my phone at 8 PM every night. And having tech boundaries is so, so important. And I'm going to do a full episode on this later on because honestly, it changed my life. Because again, when you're on your phone, look, I love a good scroll, guys. I love watching TikToks. I'm obsessed with this TikTok at the moment where they like scoop little nail charms and pack orders. It's very therapeutic and Ryan thinks I've lost my mind, but it's so relaxing. So if you see it, I'm obsessed. Like (laughs) I can watch it for hours. Anyway, so scrolling on TikTok and scrolling on your phone makes your brain thinks it's the middle of the day. And you're getting hit with adrenaline and all the things because you see notifications come up, so you're staying awake. So for me, I make sure I'm off my phone at 8 p.m. And then I use this time to read or I'll hang out with Ryan and chat about the day. But that's the best way for me to wind down. I make sure my gym clothes are out. I make sure my snacks and food for work or even at home are in the fridge for the next day. Because even when I work from home or when I'm just with the kids at home, if I don't have my snacks and lunches prepped, I will end up just going to Macca's, which is fine which is fine, but it makes me feel like shit, let's be honest. So doing things like that, and also if I feel like I've had a lot happening that day and my mind is just not winding down, I do this thing called a PM purge, and that's where I grab my journal and I write out everything that happened that day and anything that I'm worried about, and it just gets it out of my head. So those are the main things for me that really help me get to sleep. And for me, sleep has always been a huge struggle If you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen only recently I have been able to get off my sleep medication, which I've been on for more than 10 years because I could never fall asleep. And there's a few things that help me with that. So if you guys are interested in that type of thing, let me know and I'll do an episode on that. But doing things like cutting out coffee, having a consistent wake up time has really changed the game for me and it's helped my sleep more than anything. And the quality of my sleep is now next level as well because I'm not 
falling asleep scrolling, which I used to do. I'm human, guys. I still fall out of habits and things like that, but I'm super aware of it now. So I do notice if I am having coffee or if I'm scrolling later, my sleep quality, because I have the Garmin watch and it tells me like my sleep score, it tells me how shit my sleep was. So that's really important. Okay, now let's move on to why. So why is having a good morning routine so important? You guys know I love my science. I love the studies behind this stuff. I find it so interesting. So I did not fall short for you and I want to explain to you why. So I've got lots of good facts here for you. So something happens when you wake up in the morning. It's called the cortisol awakening response. And basically it involves a really big increase in cortisol levels just after you wake up in the morning. And as we know, cortisol is a hormone produced by our body, which is known as like the stress hormone. And it plays a crucial role in regulating our body functions, metabolism, immune system, and body's response to stress. So why is this important? So when you wake up in the morning, you've got this big spike of cortisol, but this actually can really work in your favor. And I feel like cortisol does get a bad rap but you do need it for certain parts of the day to function. So the positive thing about having this cortisol spike in the morning is it makes you feel more awake and motivated. It makes you get out of bed. And this really helps you have productive morning activities. So things like doing exercise and movement, it's the perfect time for that. Having productivity and focus. For me, I am my most productive and focused and clear-minded in the mornings. After lunch, don't talk to me. I am a sloth. My brain is mush. (laughs) Honestly, ask Ryan because we're so different and it all comes down to your circadian rhythm and your chronotype. I know I'm throwing out a lot of words out there, but basically Ryan and I are so, so different and it really does come down to your chronotype, which basically means like each person's preference to, you know, day, night, that type of thing. So Ryan is really chatty in the afternoons and I'm not. I'm a potato. Don't talk to me. The poor thing, he tries to have all these deep conversations with me and I'm like, I'm out, like I'm done. My brain is done for the day. Let's just lay here, okay? So it's funny like that and I'm really excited to actually go into chronotypes with you guys in another episode because it is so, so interesting. But anyways, moving on from that, it's a really good time in the morning to focus. So if you want to sit down and plan your day ahead, it's going to be a lot easier for you to understand, you know, what is needed of you that day. Also things like, you know, goal setting. So this surge of cortisol can help with planning and setting your daily goals. And this is because it helps with decision making. I am someone, I'm actually really bad at making decisions. Ask my team, I'm terrible, unless it's something like I really know in my gut. But if it's really like basic level decisions, like what to have for lunch, this is why I meal plan, I cannot make up my mind. It will take me forever. So doing things like that in the morning, I feel like I'm so much better at. So that was a little bit of science for you so you can know your body. But there is actually a study published in a journal, Emotion, and it's found that people who wake up early tend to be more proactive and have higher levels of productivity throughout the day. And they think this is because you get that extra time in the morning for planning an organization, which we all love. And look, guys, I could talk about studies all day. I really could. But basically, to round it up, these studies show that having a good morning routine helps with your mood helps with healthy lifestyle habits, stress reduction. It has a huge impact on your career success and helps with sleep quality as well. And that's just few of the things. Whenever I fall out of my morning routine or I sleep longer than I normally would, I cannot sleep that night. And I actually find I'm a lot more tired throughout the day. And I don't know if it's because like, have I missed the cortisol spike? I don't 
I don't even know if it works like that, but I feel like your body is regulated to do the same thing at the same time. So maybe sleeping in, obviously I'm not a scientist, guys. This is just what I think. Sleeping in, you're missing that really good window of opportunity. All right, now let's talk about building your morning routine. And this is not one size fits all. This is so important to know that just because you see Sally on TikTok getting up at 4 a.m., drinking her bone broth, meditating on a rock for two hours doesn't mean that you should do the same thing. (laughs) And there's so many changes that you will find. There'll be things that you like, things that you don't like, and it's all trial and error with what makes you feel good. So first thing you want to do is determine what time do you want to wake up? What time works for you? And I really would like you to try getting up a bit earlier so you have that time for yourself because you know what it's like when you wake up at the last minute and then you start your day in a rush, how much stress that puts on you and then you're in a bad mood for the whole day. It is the worst feeling ever because you're setting the tone for the entire day in the morning. So I know if I'm intentional in the morning on what I want to achieve, what I'm doing, I feel so much more calm throughout the whole day. So when you set your wake up time, it's good to give yourself an extra hour if you can. Again, this is for people who can. If you have a newborn, please don't be trying to get up early. Go to sleep, all right, when you can, because Babies are another level. I'm talking about people who can get up earlier, can have a more consistent routine, but have a really good think about it because we are all good at making excuses for ourselves. I'm really good at making excuses as to why I should sleep in and do all the things. So I personally like to get up at 5 a.m. And I know that sounds very, very early, but I did that gradually. Some days I will get up at 5.30 just depending on my sleep and stress levels. So lately I've had a lot going on. And obviously when, um, this is taking a little turn, but when I lost dad and Nan, I actually just was not sleeping, as you could imagine. So my priority at that time, my morning routine was very, very different. My focus was sleep. My focus was just doing things that made me feel okay and safe. So I didn't exercise a whole lot. I kind of went for walks and things like that, which was a massive win for me. But as I'm trying to say, your routine will change depending on the season that you're in. So for me, I was in that healing season or in the grief season. So my daily wins were a lot smaller because that's what I could manage. And that's okay. And that's what's really important. This isn't about, again, this is not another thing for you to do. You don't need to get up at 3 a.m. and run 10Ks. This is about making you feel better, okay? Today's episode is sponsored by Lust Minerals. And I'm so excited to be chatting about an incredible Australian-made and owned clean beauty brand. Lust Minerals have bridged the gap between clean natural ingredients and high-performing products to deliver makeup and skincare products that offer real results. If you're anything like me and have experienced sensitive skin in the past, you need to try their range. Their makeup doesn't just act as a cover-up, it contains superfoods to help soothe and heal the skin. It's lightweight and breathable while providing that coverage and longevity you want. Even better, Lust Minerals offer free online colour matches with a 99% success rate as well as a free online skin consultations and samples available to purchase. It's as easy as sending in a photo to find the best shade for your skin. If you want to give them a go, use the code STEFFINGUP20 for $20 off when you spend a minimum of $50. Lust Minerals have made it easy to make the switch. Give them a go. So also being consistent with that wake-up time on the weekend because your body is going to get used to that wake-up time. And you will find on Monday, so if you're someone who wakes up the same time every day, Monday to Friday, and then on the weekends you sleep in, there's a reason why Monday morning is really hard. It's because your body 
has gotten out of its circadian rhythm. So it's gone out of your sleep cycle and now you have to get it back in again. And you're doing that every week. It's exhausting. So then you're finally in like a rhythm by like Wednesday and then by Friday night, you're staying up really late and you're sleeping in in the morning. And that's kind of why it changes. So there was actually a study where more than 60 Harvard students for one month found that people with the most consistent wake-up hours perform better compared to those who chose to mix it up, even though they're getting the same amount of sleep. Isn't that mind-blowing? So having that consistent wake-up time is going to be part one for you. All right, next thing I really love to do is when I wake up, I love to scull a huge glass of water. You know, your body's been fasting all night. And also I do actually struggle to drink water during the day. It's something I forget. Having a busy life when you have kids and work and all the things we can forget. So make sure you wake up and you scull a big glass of water. And that is actually going to really help wake you up as well. One little hack I like to do is I actually have my phone charging on the other side of the room because, again, I don't like to be tempted to scroll in my bed, which I haven't done for ages now, and it's actually it, it, it's honestly life-changing. So I'll have my phone charging across the other side of the room. So when my alarm goes off at 5, you actually find you'll start to wake up before your alarm, like just before, which is crazy what the body can do. I have to actually physically get up and go and get my phone to turn the alarm off. So that is really, really helpful. And I also heard Mel Robbins, she has a really cool tactic for this too, that when you need to get up, she said, count down from five. So five, four, three, two, one. And there's just something in your mind and body that will make you get up. So give that a go tomorrow as well and try charging your phone on the other side of the room. Another huge part of building your morning routine is movement. You know, you wake up, you've got that cortisol spike and you've got a lot of stagnant energy. And for me, who's quite an anxious person, I need to move that energy for the day. I tend to think ahead and think about all the things I have to do that day. So to help center myself and be more present, I love to do a workout personally. And again, this has changed for me over the years. For you, it could be a walk. It could be stretching. It could be yoga. Literally go grab YouTube and pop on stretching or yoga or anything and you can do that. You can literally take 10 minutes to do this and having that movement is going to wake you up even more for the rest of the day and give you more like steady energy. It also really helps reduce stress and honestly, it is my main tool to help me with, you know, my own mental health issues, but I also love it because it's just really time effective. (laughs) I used to be someone, you know, before I had kids, I used to like exercising in the afternoons, but I found it would wake me up even more because, you know, it's releasing the endorphins and you're a bit more awake and then I really struggled to fall asleep. But when I'm doing it in the morning, my brain doesn't even have time to register that we're exercising. We just do it and that is the best way to get into the habit of doing it. And also a lot of these things, I don't ever want you to feel overwhelmed starting because you're doing this for you. You're doing this to have a better day, a better life and feel more balanced. And the best way to incorporate these new habits into your day is habit stacking. So I don't know if you guys have heard of habit stacking before, but basically if there's something you want to start doing, you need to tie it to a pre-existing habit that's already so ingrained in your brain that you don't even have to think about it, like brushing your teeth. So for example, let's say you want to get into using your planner in the morning. The best way to do that is say if you already sit down in the morning and you have a cup of coffee. So when you're having that cup of coffee, grab your planner out and then your habit stacking that new habit with an existing habit. So then it's a lot easier to incorporate into your daily life. It honestly is the best. 
Another thing I love doing in the morning is doing mindfulness practices. Again, years ago, I thought anything to do with mindfulness was woo-woo. I thought it was a crock of shit, to be completely honest, until I looked up science and studies and I was like, okay, I want to give this a go. And I was actually shocked at how much it changed my mood. It honestly is life-changing. So when I talk about mindfulness practices, it's things like meditation, it could be visualization, you know, gratitude journaling, just journaling in general, anything that really helps center you and just be present in the moment. So have a think about how often do you just ever sit in the present moment and think about your intentions for the day? We never do because life is so busy. We're always chasing the next thing, doing the next task. So having that mindfulness practice in the morning means you're setting up your intentions for the day. So for example, if I know I've got a day with the kids, I set my intentions for the day to be present and calm and fun. And then that's always in the back of my mind as the day goes on. And then I naturally show up that way. It's incredible. And if you're new to meditation, it actually sounds a lot scarier than it is. I think a lot of people think when you meditate, you have to have absolutely nothing in your mind which is not possible for me at all. I've always got things going on in your mind. But the good thing about meditation is there's so many different ways to do it and you can do it in like five minutes. What I do now is I actually meditate when I'm still in bed because I found I'd get up and I'd sit down with the candles and things and then I honestly would start to get distracted and end up running late and then I wouldn't do it. So now what I do as soon as I wake up, I stay in bed and what you can do is grab an app. So I love the Insight Timer app and you can search what type of meditation you want to do. It could be like a visualization. There's even ones for moms. There's so many different types and you chuck that on. And that means by the time you've actually gotten out of bed, you've done your meditation for the day. Obviously, if you're someone who you think you'll fall back asleep, maybe sit up in bed, but I'm not good at falling asleep in general. So I'm sweet. I also really like doing my gratitude journaling as well in the morning. So I actually like to do all this mindfulness stuff on my balcony because we get the sun and it's just so, so nice to be outside. And that's when I journal as well. So everyone's journaling practices is going to be different. Again, there is no right or wrong way to journal. Just like meditation, there's no right or wrong way. And I like to personally write down anything that I'm worried about and then also why I shouldn't be worried about it. And I think once you've got it out of your head, because in your head, everything feels a lot bigger. It feels a lot more intense. But once you've got it on paper, you're like, oh, it's not that bad. And I also like to write my day, but as if it's already happened. And I write it in a really positive way. So for example, like today, I'll say, today I woke up and I sat out in the balcony, did my morning routine. I had a really nice breakfast. I went for a walk. And then I played with the kids and the kids are in such a good mood. And then I went and recorded my podcast and it was so much fun. I really enjoyed doing it. I talked about this, this and this. Then I came home. I had a really nice shower with some candles and then I cooked dinner with some music playing. And then I got into bed and read my book and it was a really good day. So something like that. That's just an example. So that's just a little intro into my journaling life. I can do a whole extra thing on this as well. And one thing I've recently started doing is dressing for the day. Now, this sounds a bit superficial, but just hear me out. I'm someone, I'm all about comfort. I'm all about trackies and pajamas. Like as soon as I get home from work or anywhere, even if it's 2 p.m., I'm having a shower and I'm getting into my pajamas. I asked Ryan, my pajamas are not very flattering. (laughs) They're just comfortable. So when I say this, I mean this very well. So for example, I used to always go into the office to Steph Pace planners wearing active wear because it was just easy. I did my morning workout and I kind of just stumbled into the office. And I also kind of found that I just wasn't really focused or productive. 
And then I thought, you know what, let's see what happens if I try to dress for the office. Let's try to dress for what SPP is. And I try to visualize how my best self would turn up to work. So I started wearing more work outfits and they don't have to be like full corporate or anything. They were just really cute outfits. And I have shared them on stories before. And a lot of you started doing it and had really good results as well. So yeah, so I started dressing for the office and I found it instantly lifted my mood. It instantly put me into that persona of, you know, Steph, the CEO. And I found I was so much more productive. And then I thought back to when I had the kids. And I remember when they were newborns, I had postnatal depression. And you know, when the kids are babies and you're you're stuck in your, your breastfeeding top and there's body fluids all over you and you just feel so, like you already feel so out of body that you just kind of don't feel like yourself. So I remember I started doing this morning routine during my postnatal depression where I would open all the blinds, I would play music, I'd open the windows because, you know, I was having no sleep as well and that is basically torture. And then I would have a cold shower, brush my hair because it was a matted mess and I'd put on some nice clothes for the day. Like I'm not talking jeans, I'm talking just like something comfortable but it made me feel good. And it straight away elevated my mood and I continued that on till now. I have to have my blinds open. I have to have the sun coming in. It just makes me feel so much better for the day. And I don't know if it's because like as a child, our house was very dark and it wasn't very like warm. So now I don't know if it's like a trigger I get, but when I come downstairs and the blinds are closed, like I get a bit anxious, probably something I need to work on, but I have to have the blinds open and it really does feel so much better. One thing I've briefly touched on already is technology. Now, I've heard someone say that when you wake up and go on your phone, you're basically inviting a hundred strangers into your bedroom and you wouldn't do that in real life. Absolutely not. So that really had me thinking about the impact that my phone was having on me. And if you follow me on socials, you would know I also just recently went to a health retreat where there was no TV no reception, no Wi-Fi, and it absolutely changed my life. I cut my screen time in half and it also really taught me how much it was affecting my mental health. So now I set downtime on my phone. So as you guys know, I'm off my phone at 8 p.m., but it actually blocks all my apps and I can't go on socials till about 7.30. So that means I've woken up and I'm doing this morning routine without checking into other people's lives. Because once you go on social media, you've already checked into their lives and out of your own. And, you know, I I love social media. I think it has a time and a place. Obviously, it's my job. (laughs) I do love it. I really do. But when you're having like a lower day and you haven't even woken up properly and you're looking at other people's lives, of course, you're going to start comparing. And of course, you're going to start feeling maybe less than. So it's so important that you're focusing on yourself at this time, especially when your brain is in this state. It's so receptive to what you're doing. Like just before you go to sleep and just before you wake up, you're brain is like really primed to absorb what you're doing. So try to stay off socials. I know that's hard because it's such a habit. Again, maybe try to put your phone across the room, but try to avoid technology at least for the first hour when you wake up and you will see the biggest change in your mood. I'm not even joking. And also it's going to really help you focus because our phones are so distracting. They're built to be distracting. That's how they're made. But you will notice a big change in your attention span when you are not on your phone for the first hour of the day. You'll be able to focus so much better. If you feel like you're someone where you just really enjoy, you know, doing something in the morning and that was scrolling on your phone, why don't you try learning something or reading a book? 
I love reading in the morning. If I have a chance, I do like to read for five or 10 minutes. Even doing something like crossword puzzles. If you're feeling a bit fidgety because it's a big change, you know, to reduce your screen time, do something like that. It is so helpful. Now, some of you out there are probably like, well, Steph, I can't do all these things. I'm a mom, I'm a shift worker, I'm this or that. So this is where it's really important to know, like I said, morning routines are not one size fits all. You need to tailor it to you. So for example, if you're a mom of little ones, like I've done before, when I would wake up and want to exercise and the kids were getting up really early, I remember I'd have Harper on her swing and I would do like a YouTube workout. I'm also a PT, so I'd just do my own body weight workouts. Just a side note, if you've just had a baby, make sure you are clear to exercise first. But I would even just get Harper in her pram and take her out on a walk every single day. And that helped so much with my PND at the time as well. So obviously, I'm not a shift worker. I've never been a shift worker, so I'm not going to sit here and understand what it's like. But I did do some Googling to help you guys out because I don't want to just pretend and you know, say things that don't make any sense. So doing things like understanding your work schedule. So know that you're aware of your shift rotation, your work hours, and also like tailoring your routine to that. Prioritizing your sleep is huge because I could not imagine the amount of stress it would be to have on a shift worker to constantly be changing your sleep cycle. So don't be hard on yourself and make sure you're really prioritizing your sleep And if that means you need to be winding down in the morning to go to sleep, use that wind down routine I said before, but for the morning. But obviously shut all your blinds, try to get off your screen, avoid technology and try to wind down that way. Now, obviously, if you're a shift worker, there's going to be times of the day, like say at night time that you're going to be waking up. And I remember when we went overseas, I used an app, it's called Time Shifter. It's actually really helpful. I think it would be very good for shift workers because it told us when to avoid light. It told us when to start going to sleep earlier. It told us when to avoid caffeine and things like that. So I would really check that out. It was so, so helpful. And I feel like that would be a really good tool for shift workers. Now, if you're a reader, I really recommend these two books that help me overhaul my own morning routine. So it's called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And that was about his routine and what things he changed. And it was just, it was so, so helpful. And I truly can't recommend that book enough. The other one is called The 5am Club. And that was the book that actually started getting me up at 5am. So If you're wanting, yeah, a bit more inspiration, a bit more motivation, definitely check those books out. Anyways, guys, again, I hope this episode helped you with your own morning routines and so you learn a lot more about why it's so important. It's not just a TikTok trend. It's really good for your mental health. And again, it's not about being perfect. It's about making you feel better for the day ahead. And that's what I'm here for. I just want you to feel better. I want you to start overhauling your routines to lead a better life and be more present. And of course, make sure you tag me on socials. I'd love to see your morning routines if you change anything up. And also, please subscribe. I would really, really appreciate it. I'm so, so grateful that you were spending this time with me. I know your time is super valuable, so I appreciate it more than you know. Anyways, guys, I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode of Stepping Up. I don't want this to be just another podcast you listen to, get inspiration, and then you don't take action. If there's been something in this episode that will help you step up into the best version of yourself, open up your notes app or your trusty planner and make a plan. And if you love listening to today's episode, please take a screenshot and show me where you're listening from. I absolutely love seeing it. Make sure you tag Stepping Up and Just Another Mummy Blog and make sure you subscribe because you won't want to miss what's coming up next week.